welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Thank you for joining me today and I would like to take some time today to um, talk about the recent events that have been going on in our country. I am concerned. I know many of you are too. Um, our government, what is going on? We have the insurrection as um, it's been labeled or defined more accurately in the media, in our news, the news reports. And I would like to say I'm concerned about the hatred and the um, level of violent and criminal activity. Uh, Romans 13 states um, God's purpose for governments and what our reaction should be to governments, how we should view governments. We have many leaders in the Bible um, that we can emulate or learn um, from the mistakes that they made. God um, recorded those accounts for us. But the discord and the hatred that's going on is really alarming and it's disheartening. Um, I would like to say as an African-American that um, the African-American community is seemingly falling prey to quote unquote the man. They know how to do it, people. They know how to pit us against each other. So, in um, recent days, weeks, and months, I have been become aware, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So, I would just like to take a minute to admonish my people. I am an African-American person. Born in this country, I'm a citizen of the United States of America. And I have lived in African-American communities and I have attended an African-American church. But it seems um, apparent that we as a people view ourselves and other people in our communities as powerless. And it's false. African-American, of the African-American culture, African-American uh, race of people, we, um, we have a responsibility. But um, I'm not ignorant of um, cultures. I'm not ignorant of our culture. There are certain people that hate their own people, that hate others. Um... In recent uh, days, I have become aware of what has been going on in the capital of our city, or capital of our country, rather. And there was insurrection there. It's quite alarming and surprising. Um, Our government officials and um, people that report the news on television, radio, however, keep saying these are unprecedented times, and they are. 
The Bible does say, however, that there is nothing new under the sun. And um, I am a person that believes God's word. And that um, sometimes we as a pe- people walk are ignorant of things. We have our own community. We have our own community of friends. We have our own people, quote unquote, if you will. And even as an African-American community, we are unaware or even maybe unwilling to uh, relate to someone unlike ourselves in a way that would be godly or even civil. But I thought I'd take a few minutes and look at the government. Also, look at the African-American community in this country. Um, We as an African-American community um, are consumers. We do buy a lot of goods and services. Um, that are produced, and a lot of them are produced by people that are not African Americans. Um, however, it's becoming more apparent that we in the African American community um, do not like other people that are not like us. So, someone who is not like me. Um, it seems for some people it poses a problem if you you know encounter someone that's not like you you can't um, agree to disagree I guess I don't know but it's become disheartening and in recent uh, days and weeks I have just realized that I mean it's a problem We have said for years and years since, well, as far as I know, since the 70s, I know there was a civil rights movement, obviously, in the 60s, Martin Luther King and other people have felt it a burden to um, bring these things to the forefront and to uh, make sure that there were laws in place to make sure that people were where there were injustices going on it was not acceptable Um, and it's still not acceptable and we shouldn't be pitted by against each other as African Americans by the government or any other um, any other person group of people system agency whatever I'm not a conspiracy theorist my people, my people, African-American people, not to be ignorant. So there's no harming of another person and just, you know, covering it up, getting away with it. So I think um, as a people, we need to just get on with um, living and agree to disagree and do the things that we know are right. We are all allowed to have our preferences, which I think that makes it makes it interesting. It's interesting and exciting to know somebody has different interests. They have a different um, maybe way of thinking of things or viewing things. And you can actually learn from other people. Um, some people choose to let differences divide them. I don't know why, but they do. And there's some some acts that are simply, there's no way to describe them except for hatred. And there's no other way to describe it except for um, their criminal acts, acts against God. So um, Romans 13, though, tells us, what the governments, why they were created, how we should respond to the governments. We don't 
they're not a terror to those of us who are engaged in doing good, who are engaged in doing good works. Law-abiding citizens, we're going out about our business, sometimes too much so that, you know, we don't know a lot about what's going on in our government. Um, But to those who are intent on doing things they know are not right, then be afraid. And I'm not so sure that that's how the man was created. I do know that, you know, African-American people have been... We're subject to unfair and unjust practice. We just, you know, would not accept it. We didn't accept it then. We won't accept it now. But it's been more apparent that people, even in my own culture, are ignorant of what certain groups of people think. Women, for instance. African-American women of a certain background, if you are an artist, say for instance, a rapper, or if you're um, African-American, say for instance, an athlete, people have a tendency to know a little bit more about you. Um, They have a tendency to appreciate um, what you do a little bit more. But if you're a person that is committed to doing, working for a corporation, say for instance, they don't understand or see the value in that. So if you're not a rapper, if you're not a sports figure, or, and you're not a genius, do you you have so I'm here to say you you matter to God you're important to God you've been created created in God's image and all those companies cannot do without you you have to um, go in there you have to do a good job I don't know sometimes I think people are not thinking just one company, as if you can think, um, they have, some companies have thousands of people. That's quite obvious. And they need all those people. So, um, you're created in God's image. You're created for a purpose. And God has um, planned a wonderful future for you. He created you unto good works. Um, So I would be encouraged to um, continue doing the right things. Doing the right things on a daily basis, even hourly, I would say is an awesome thing. Just keep doing the right things because a lot of times we see all this turmoil and things that are going on. People um, they just don't really know because they are, I really think a lot of it is just that they are involved in their own lives. Um, so just continue to do uh, good works. The Bible says um, you will reap if you do, if you do not faint. So your labor is not in vain. My labor is not in vain. Uh, I, I'm, as I said, very surprised and shocked at the recent events at the Capitol. It's very scary. And I'm sure it was a very scary moment. Or, you know, I'm sure it was, it was longer than a moment, quite obviously, um, for the people there. But uh, the Bible tells us to pray for our governments. And where there is no vision, the people perish. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure that um, we have been hearing enough direction from our governments. Us, We as a people do not largely just 
kind of absentmindedly buy into the government, quote unquote, the man, as I say. Now, I may have, and I'm sure many of you too do as well, have a um, definition of what the man is. And I grew up in the 70s. So the man is someone who has power, who's Caucasian, and doesn't use it properly. That's the man. So people, African Americans in this country, why let the man dictate what you are going to do? How are you going to behave to each other as a community in this country? We have to stop showing hatred. We have to stop lashing out at one another. And we have to do the things that are that are right. We have to do what God says. So I would not um, buy into the hatred. And sometimes when we see these things happening, people are being um, wronged and things are happening. I've had situations that have, have happened to me that are quite obviously criminal and um, or illegal at best, I guess I would say. Um it, and it could be considered criminal, some of the actions. But um, it would be good to know if those uh, two terms overlap in some of the things that I've been um, exposed to. But um, I would have to say that we should be encouraged. I should um, encourage yourself. Remember David Ziglag? He encouraged himself. We can encourage ourselves. This nation seems like a big zigzag to me. I don't know. It's been very crazy. But we can go to God and we can pray. Um, I don't know. Everywhere you go, though, it's just a reminder. We see the mask. We see the restrictions. Um social distancing we still have to abide by that we see that the virus um, the vaccine for the virus is um, being released um, so I'm praying Lord please uh, eliminate the virus totally let us see some um, reduction in the number of coronavirus cases Let us see that people are being healed, Lord. Um, So we we see that it has had a um, major impact on our country and on our communities and on on our communities as African Americans. But um, I would like to say, let's pray for our leaders pray for our church leaders all of our church leaders I've been a proponent of um, or actually a viewer I guess I would say and I've always enjoyed um, watching Christian television and enjoyed many of the sermons that you can view there on Christian TV so we can pray for those leaders too they they're under pressure I mean most of them are not government officials but um, they're under pressure because it's a spiritual battle and when you see anything happen like the coronavirus and what has happened with that insurrection at the Capitol and I use that term because I think it's important to know just what some of these acts against people and against our government really are because I think sometimes we can fall prey to misinformation and I don't know sometimes you know it may sound like I'm back in the 70s or conspiracy conspiracy theorist but um, I don't know sometimes I think they're interjected that Pitting us against each other and interjecting um, differences and uh, suspicions sometimes. I guess maybe that might be some of the FBI's um, t- 
tactics, I guess, if you will, way back when, you know, they were tracking Martin Luther King. You know, he was watched in Malcolm X. He was controversial and um, some of the other leaders and all this stuff that was going on in the 60s and 70s. You know, there was a bunch of turmoil with that as well. And we still see it today. And then now with this insurrection, um, just kind of makes you think that um, you have to make your choices carefully. So I would um, say that we should pray for our, our government <clears throat> and um, maybe learn a little bit more about <clears throat> what it is they're supposed to be doing and what it is um, that's going on there. Bible says it's let let me read you a scripture. It's in 1 Timothy chapter 2. It says 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. I exhort therefore that uh, first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty for this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth for there is one God and mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. So this passage of scripture is uh, telling us to pray. Pray for our government leaders. They need prayer. Um, The Capitol was attacked. Therefore, really, they were attacked as well. They may not have been attacked, quote-unquote, physically. There were many people who were that day. Um... It's pretty scary to watch. I'm going to watch some more of the footage. And um, I think God wants us to learn a little bit more about our governments and what it is that they're supposed to be doing. (laughs) So um, I don't really um, understand always the things that are going on. I would like to suggest that um, we as a people, as African men, African Americans in the Christian community, um, although I don't um, really um, adhere to saying that, you know, I, anybody that's a body of Christ, I love you as a brother or a sister. I'm not a person that rejects other um, races of people or other communities, but. In recent months and recent um, weeks, have seen a lot of hatred in our communities. So I would like to ask you all, and I am a, a leader in a local church, as I told you probably in one of my other podcasts or uh, YouTube posts, that um, I moved to Baltimore City near Washington, D.C., I moved to Baltimore, Maryland, and um, I left Ohio in Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, um, to move here, and I had a church home, was a, a leader in my church, and um, so actually I feel a responsibility to say these things is why I'm recording this podcast, this particular podcast. So um, I would like to take a moment to pray for our government, to pray for the African American community so that we can respond rightly to each other and rightly to what we are currently being exposed to, things that we are seeing in the media, things that we are hearing on social media. Um, 
in the news from uh, each other. So um, it's been quite alarming and a little scary, but um, we know who's in control. And the Bible tells us to watch. Yes, to watch and be sober, to be vigilant. So let's pray together. And um, I would tell you to listen to the fervent prayer. Begin a series called Fervent Prayer in the Women's Bible Study Studio to pray the scriptures and pray them to God so that he can hear them. He tells us to ask according to his word. And we believe and receive. We ask according to his word. He is faithful. So we can know that God is, is faithful is the bottom line to his word. We can come up with all kinds of, um, devise all kinds of plans, all kinds of ways of stepping around his word. Um, the Bible tells us to be careful of other doctrines, of people that will lead us away from Christ, that would try to teach us other ways to handle things. Um, and it may seem good. We, we don't have to take responsibility. We don't have to put in the effort. We don't have to um, be exposed to the hatred and cruelty and the unprecedented um, negligence and um, fraudulent activity sometimes. But um, the Bible tells us what we're supposed to do. And we we are to pray. So let's take a moment to go before God, ask him to help us, ask him to help our country, ask him to help us as a people. Lord, Father, we thank you, Father, for this time. We thank you, Father, for inclining your ear to us, Father. You said that we should ask according to your word and that you would hear us. We thank you, Father, for um, you said that we could approach your throne of grace. You said that you would um, help us, Heavenly Father. You would send, give us your mercy and your help. It says there in the scripture that your help is well-timed. You know what we need, when we need it, and you will be there. You have already done it, and you've gone before us, Father. So we thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. We ask you, Father, for healing people that have been exposed to the coronavirus, Father. We are asking for health and restoration, Lord. Um, you have said it in your word, Heavenly Father, that you've borne all of our sicknesses. You've borne all of our diseases. We are, are healed in Jesus' name, Father. And as our souls prosper, we are we are in good health, Heavenly Father. And we prosper even as our souls prosper, Heavenly Father, in our health, in our spirituality, Heavenly Father. Mature us as a people, Heavenly Father, so that we would know how to respond to uh, people that are um, committed to um, acts of insurrection, acts against um, the American people, people that may be in our communities or in our churches who don't even, who don't know how to handle even a disagreement or wrong that may have been committed or anything God we have we are being exposed and we do not want to be led astray or easily led into some false doctrine doctrines of of devils and demons and all these things and we know Heavenly Father that you have put us here on this earth and we know um, what people think about Christianity and people that proclaim Jesus Christ and people that believe the Bible that read it and take it literally um we know that people, what people believe and think. So we know, God, that um, you have equipped us to handle these situations. And we have to do things the way that you, um, that you say. We thank you, Father, for giving us that power. Um, power to love people and power to communicate the gospel to others. Lord, please forgive us for the times that we've gotten angry that we responded in a way that was not like you. Help us to communicate the gravity and the seriousness, Heavenly Father, of um, disobeying you. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, to protect the 
officials, protect those police officers and officials, those um, government officials, police officers, first responders, Heavenly Father, protect them, Heavenly Father. Send your angels, Heavenly Father, to protect them as they minister. You said they were ministers of God, Father. Send your angels, Father. They hearken to the voice of your word. Stand in the gap, Father. We know that you are our advocate and that you're interceding for us. Intervene, God, in on their behalf. So we um, pray also that you would bring them to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that they would be turned from darkness to light, and they would know that Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Father. We thank you. Help us to communicate it in a way, in your in the way you would have us to to communicate the gospel, Lord. So we pray, Heavenly Father, for peace in the land. You said, Father, where there is no vision, the people perish. So we would ask you, Heavenly Father, to turn people's hearts to good leaders, to leaders that are telling them um, the right thing to do. It is not right, Heavenly Father, to harm another person. It is not right, Father, to storm the Capitol. It is not right, Father, to pit uh, people against one another. You said that's one of the seven things that you hate. So um, we have to do things the way that you said, Father. Help us, Heavenly Father, to go to your word. Help us to apply it to our lives, Heavenly Father, and not be so divisive and help us Heavenly Father to, to see the truth of what um, really matters Heavenly Father to uh, put your word into action Father to apply it to our lives to do your word we pray that we would be doers of your word in the African American community across this nation who are believers in you Father and those who do not believe in, in you Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, we pray that they would come to know you as Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father. We ask that we that people everywhere will repent, will turn, will turn from their wicked ways, repent. Heavenly Father, we know some things just definitely are wicked. It's just quite apparent to Christians and non-Christians. So, and it seems increasingly that those are the things that are in the forefront. So we ask, Father, that you would return this land to peace. And we know that you would hear a prayer, a prayer without pretense, without a lot of fanfare, drama, and um, and we don't want to be puffed up, Father. We just come to you humbly and ask you, believing that you hear us, we receive it now. Peace in our lands, peace in our homes, peace among believers and non-believers help our leaders to be peacemakers father not create insurrection or not to um, promote hatred and um, discord we thank you father for it in jesus name amen I would like to take a moment to thank this podcast platform for the opportunity to present this content. Anchor FM. Anchor is a technology advanced and innovative creation tool. If you have anything you want to say, Anchor is the way to go. The app has everything you need. Just bring your content and your enthusiasm. It's all there. Anchor will even help you find sponsors to monetize your podcast. How great is that? Visit the App Store or visit Anchor FM to download the Anchor app to get started right away. of all that we've been seeing and hearing in the news 
and all that's going on um, with the coronavirus and with the upheaval that's going on in Washington. Um, we have all been affected by this. Um, and so have I. And as a result, um, I decided to make this podcast. And in thinking about our history as a country and our history in the world, as a world, a planet that God created, um, he created us to glorify him. And so this is why we are here. And it seems as though we are not getting the message or we are going about it the wrong way. Um, uh, sometimes it seems as though you're doing what you are asked. Um, you are doing your best to follow uh, God. And we need to pray. That is obvious. Um, and we need to pray more. And I will pray more. So you be admonished to pray more. Um but um, times like this week, things can seem very futile um, and uh, Ecclesiastes says um, that there is nothing new under the sun. So all of this um, violence and the anger, the hatred, um, whether the hatred is intended or not, um, we have been seeing it and it has been been quite apparent in the news um we've just seen it everywhere and um just the injustices and things that have been going on um black lives matter um the protest against um the brutality uh that has been um demonstrated by police um negligence in governments, all this. And so uh, people sometimes, especially at times like these, people in certain positions of power may seem that um, things are futile. Um, I have um, sometimes come to the same conclusion. What is this all about? Are we just here to live, uh, go to work, um, maybe enjoy a few pleasant moments, things that we enjoy, hobbies, activities, pastimes, um, and a few luxuries, or what are we here to do? We're not here to fight with each other and to um, really to hate one another. So we have to be very intentional at times like this to um, love one another and to share the love of Jesus with another person. So those people who are engaged in acts directly with people that affect them directly, immediately, those are like first line or the people that are on the first line um, of defense for this country. So they're on the front lines. They are uh, in the hospitals, uh, law enforcement agencies, even the government officials, churches are doing things that are helping people who uh, need attention immediately. So um, those people are probably tired. And sometimes you you saw when this coronavirus thing hit, the people that were distributing food to people and um, people that needed care, uh, it seemed the line seemed in, endless. That is amaz- an amazing task. So those types of feelings, those types of situations can be translated to other arenas, to other areas, um, in particular in government and um, in other areas. But we have all been uh, affected by this, and so we can't fall prey to uh, giving in to anger and hatred and um, accusing one another and those types of things. So we have to pray. 
But um, one of the first things that came to mind when I started to feel frustration was um, Ecclesiastes says in the first chapter, there's nothing new under the sun. So all these crazy things that have been going on, like in the Capitol riots, and people who um, have uh, displayed their allegiance or, you know, they uh, feel that uh, any other race other than their race is um, uh, not, uh, they are superior and the other races are inferior. So, and all that goes along with it. It really is just um, hatred. So there's a way to do, to um, see your worth and see your value as a Christian there is a way to um, understand that Jesus is what it's all about and we are in him and um, therefore we find our value, our worth and value in, in Jesus Christ. So um, not always what everyone would believe, but we live in a nation where we have the freedom to believe, to choose our faith. And as a Christian, we um, believe there is one God, one true God. And um, we've all heard and we've all seen um, the different reactions to that. Um, Now, my response to someone who decides that they are not going to believe what I believe about God is not uh, one of hatred or even anger. It is just um, a different belief. But God, honestly, God calls us as Christians. If someone does not believe what we believe, we are not to lash out at people. That is not what God told us to do. So anybody that reacts that way is really wrong. We are still called to love people. We are still called in this world. We still have to operate in this world. And God does tell us to occupy until he comes. We are supposed to be in the in the world. We are supposed to be... Uh, bringing the light of the gospel to others. So sometimes that can mean a confrontation. Sometimes that can mean a disagreement. Um, And as you are well aware, there have been sharp disagreements. But um, as a Christian, God has called me to a place to speak how I speak, talk what I talk, say what I say. And it's for a reason. And so God loves everyone. I, I believe it because that's what God did. He created every single person um, on this earth. So with that in mind, how can I say he, would, he can love me and not love another person no matter what they believe? Although, yes, that conversation would take place. You know, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Um and Christianity has become the view as narrow-minded and um, and hate and hateful at times. It's not. It has to do with heaven and hell, and what a person believes in in respect to getting to heaven or hell. So I cannot send anybody to hell. I cannot send anybody to heaven. As a matter of fact, I am to testify to what God has said, um, but. God did not tell me, I can say, God did not tell me to hate someone who believes differently, who says they would reject even the gospel. Um, I may even be called to be a friend, a co-worker. I've worked in um, places, you know, we all work in in places, in corporations and businesses, we have to operate in the governments everywhere. We have to operate in a way that um, would glorify God. So, uh, and we have to operate in a way that makes sense. So nobody's going to listen to a bunch of nonsense. Um, so you have to use wisdom. And like I said, this it all can seem like vanity. So when I go, when I start talking like this, I'm seeing that something's not right. So this is what is the answer. And um, it's been said before. There's nothing new under the sun. People have said this from years, for years and years and years 
I've said these things. But um, I would admonish Christians not to assert the truth of the gospel in an angry way, not to assert the truth of the gospel in violence. Do not lash out in violence. It will just negate the whole gospel. It will cause problems. And then um, not that because a, a Christian would make a mistake in engage in violence, um, it, people still have a responsibility to hear the truth and to respond to it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I would admonish Christians as a Christian person um, and a teacher of the gospel a Christian leader to um, to be nonviolent and to speak the truth in love. So uh, the words of the preacher, this is Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter one, the words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. That's Solomon. He says, vanity of vanity, says the preacher, vanities of vanities, all is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor um, in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and it hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north The wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. So we're not seeing what we want to see. We're not hearing what we want to hear. We know this day after day, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, the hatred, the disagreement, the discord, uh, we have to get past it. We are going to work. We work in these buildings. We work in high rises. um, And yes, we we, uh, enjoy fruits of our labor and luxuries and things that you know those things are enjoyable and they are important um i do happen to believe that people have to have this is like the basic but reliable transportation i mean that is something that is a basic to me some of these things um and luxuries so we as women love luxuries we like to shop i'm not the biggest shopper i could do a little damage but we um Enjoy luxuries, um, and um, but it all becomes late laborious. You can go to so many malls, you can go to so many stores, um, even buy you know the designer labels. Go buy Armani. I mean, I've never tried Armani on um, or anything like that. I've seen like in Saks Fifth Avenue some of the designer wear, you know thousand dollars or more for a single item that is I mean that's luxury I would consider that luxury um but even up into that you know you can compare it to something that might be cost a little less maybe a little maybe comparable but you can't say it's Armani maybe that's the difference but my point is you can only buy so much Armani you can only have so many spa appointments You can only, you know, what is it all about? So um, we see these things and hear these things. We keep saying these things. We have to love one another. You hear it over and over again. Nonviolence is a way to go. Loving people who are different from you. The Bible teaches Christians how to have this, have to have, how to have conversations. If you have to have a conversation with someone who disagrees with you. Or someone that is different than you. We, if you cannot see past someone who is different than you, then you need to do a little, yes, soul searching. You need to seek Jesus and see what it is that um, he says. Or, you know, get to know somebody that's a little different than you.
But it says it's first eight. You know, all things are full of labor. Pretty soon you'll get tired. You don't want to go to the hairdresser. You don't want to go to the spa. I mean, it becomes an act of labor to find the right clothes or, you know, when you want something, you can never find it. And whenever you're, you have, you're not planning on purchasing something, then, um, then you, everything looks like you want to, you know, you want to buy it at that time. But when you really need something right now, you can't find what you need. And that's just how it is there. Everything is full of labor. You know, you men cannot express it. This is not what it is, the hatred. And then, um, and response to the hatred and the all the onslaught of the social media and um, all that, we respond with uh, retreating and taking care of ourselves. And you can only do that so much too. It is important. We have to be very careful to make sure that we do that because at a certain point, we may not feel like we want to do anything like that. But we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, doing things that would promote um, a physical health and mental health um, and um, really seek, seeking God, reading the scripture, reading, studying and meditating on the scriptures, praying every day frequently um, is very, very important. And I would say prayer is the most important and that should be our priority. Um, but it says all things are full of labor here. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Uh, that which has been, that which it has been, is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. So he's lamenting. He is uh, a little despondent here. And um, is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after so people live their lives, and um, I think it's important. I I listen to um, things that are said, whether it be from the pulpit, on the media, um, in the news reports. Um, those things, even sound bites. I re- more recently have come to realize I need to pay more attention to make more time to. Um, view the news, read news reports, read information, um, not just entertainment. Um, and in the past, I have uh, been a big entertainment proponent, and I love movies, um, and romantic comedy comedies were was my one of my favorite genres. But, um, and even in that, you do learn some things that there's a lot of truth in those movies, romantic comedies. That's not where you go if you want to find out, um, say, for instance, if you're studying for a test or anything like that. Of course, obviously, that's not where you go. So reducing um, the time you spend viewing Netflix and those kinds of things is a good thing. It's a godly endeavor. And several years ago, I made it my aim to reduce... Um, my TV viewing and um, come to learn that people, a lot of people do not watch TV and it's quite obvious at times when you talk to them and you'd say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do more than two hours a day. And they're, two hours a day is a lot for some people. Um, but uh some people can watch TV for hours and hours. I can. You, everybody has a fire stick. Everybody has cable. Um, actually, you can use those things to learn and to read and to um, educate yourself about some of the things that um, are going on in the world. Some things that have been in t- 
times past, the injustices, the um, people that have uh, attempted and have effectively addressed these issues, um, you can use those the media and uh, social media even to um, become more informed and to educate yourselves. But um, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 is something um, that I've felt, that I've lived, that I understand. And I know what the remedy is. And it's Jesus Christ. He is the cure. So um, Solomon is, it says he was in grief. And so he was lamenting. He says, I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. And I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. This burdensome task God has given me to the sons of man by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. And indeed, all is vanity and grasping for the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be numbered. So all he sees is a bunch of crookedness, and uh, he said it's so much um, crooked, injustice, um, improper, um, improper things going on. He cannot even tell you how, how many or how much. He says, I commune it with my heart saying, look, I have obtained greatness and have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge, and I have set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. So he knew madness and folly. And well, um, we just completed a, a um, podcast on Esther and um, yeah the madness and folly that in that uh, book is just an example of what um, what you could be talking about Solomon was a great king and um, he amassed all this wealth and he prayed and asked God for wisdom God um was pleased with that prayer and in response he said he would give Solomon great wisdom and he did. Solomon said he has great wisdom. He know he had great madness and folly. He knew that as well. So as a result he had gained all this wisdom, all this fame, all this fortune, admiration. He had all these um wives, concubines, people coming to him for because of his great wisdom, his knowledge and his um, his fortune. He said, but he set his heart to know wisdom and to know um, madness and folly. And I perceive that this also is grasping for wind. So he knew about all of that and he's, he still sees um, the futility, the futility of it all. Um, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. So I'm going to say in recent events that I find it sorrowful. I feel um, sorry for a, um, mankind. I cannot change it. I can only attest to the fact that it's wrong. We do need to encourage each other and exhort and admonish each other. Um, we know how far to go and we know what to do. But we refuse sometimes as people to do the right thing. And this is not going to go, it does not go unnoticed by God. And we are all going to have to give an account for um, the things that we have done here while we on earth so I would say um, for me verse 8 is a good verse to remember actually verse 10 is um, one of the verses I just I hold to that 
because um, I see things that we have, we have been taught that this, these are the things that have happened and these are things that um, have been noted as not the way to uh, relate, not the way to handle ourselves. So there's nothing new under the sun. The Bible is true. People, let's um, do things the way God says.